0: Hi everyone, this is uh, Joanne LaRock, and with today's podcast, I'm sitting with my husband. We're out on our back deck looking out at the trees and our water garden and flowers. Uh, Some of our gardens need to be worked on, but right now it's it's too hot. (laughs) So we're taking a bit of a break and we'll probably get at the uh, gardening tomorrow morning. But this time, I'd like to talk to my husband about his uh, railroad career uh, and how he got started. So, hi, this is Mike LaRock, my husband, everyone.
1: Hi, everyone. (laughs) Uh,
0: So, Mike, I'd like to ask you, I know a lot of this uh, already, but I think it would be interesting for our uh, listeners to find out how you... uh, got your job and started your career in railroading so uh and maybe what year did you start so let's start with that (laughs) when did you why did you decide to be in in the railroad uh business
1: well how this happened well first of all i left school at a very young age and uh, i worked for um oh for a contractor a building contractor uh, I worked for, um, for the township of Azilda in the park, um, I'd done excavations for plumbing jobs and many, many, many other things. But by the time, uh, the day that actually I got hired…
0: Uh, with uh, CP with, Rail? With CP Rail. So Canadian Pacific Railway yeah. in uh, Sudbury, Ontario? Canada?
1: Or? Well in the Sudbury area. Sudbury
0: area.
1: Uh, anyways I um, I actually I just got laid off for the township of Azilda. It was my last day and this was in uh, uh, June uh, 1971.
0: So about how old were you then?
1: Well um, I was actually 17 years old. 17? Okay. <laughs> the first time I started working for CP Rail was 17 years old. Anyways, I um, I had left the, um, uh, the, the, the office for the city of Azilda, of, uh, for the town of Azilda. I just had picked up my last paycheck and uh, I was walking back home. Like, we actually lived in the Zilda, but that part of the Zilda, we used to call it uh, Belangerville. So that's where I was raised, in Belangerville is Zilda. Anyways, I was walking home. It was it's about a mile, a mile away from home. So I was walking, and all of a sudden, I uh, meet one of my friends, which was also walking home from, from school, actually. And... Uh, he was a few years younger than me. Anyways, we were walking home, and all of a sudden, uh, a, a, a car stops in front of us, and he, uh, my friend looks at me. He says, oh, that's my uncle, that's my uncle. So the way we go, we get in the car. So um, we are talking, and uh, this, uh, boy, his name was Gina, Gino asked his uh, his uh, nephew, "So what he was up to?" And uh, he was working actually uh, on the farm with his dad and whatnot most of the time. And uh, his
0: first name was
1: Gino. The the, the the foreman. His name was Gino.
0: What was his last name? Do you remember?
1: Oh, well, yes, Brasso. Brasso. Okay. Um, anyways, um, he says, "So what?" He asked me. He says, "So what are you doing?" I says, "Well." I just got laid off, he says. Uh, uh, today, um, for the township of Azilda, I'm on my way home. He says. So, do you want a job? <laughs> wow. I says, Yeah, <laughs> yeah. For who? He says. Well, you could you'd be working uh, with me or for me. He says. Uh, um, I'm the foreman uh, in the section of Azilda for CP Rail. Oh, I says. Oh, okay. Um, <laughs> so he says. How old are you? I says, I just turned 17. Oh, oh, you just
0: turned 17. Yeah, so well, that would be in ju- June. <laughs> yeah, I
1: just turned 17 <laughs> on June 24th of that year. So he says, oh, well, he says, I don't see why you can't work for me. He says, uh, uh, you're supposed to be 18. That's what the forms say. But he, said, I, he says, even the boss, the roadmaster's son, uh, works... Uh, when I'm on the CP gang and he's only about fifteen years old and he's he's working. <laughs> so we're just gonna say, uh we're just filling the forms. He says he giggled, he says, To me you're eighteen. <laughs> so so uh um, that's how things were done. Yeah, back yeah nineteen seventy one. So he says, uh, oh he says, uh, "He, he says, come, and, come and meet me at the house, because he uh, actually uh, had just finished building a house on the same street where I lived on, on Belanger Street. Um, I had never met him directly before we gave us a ride in the car. So he says, uh, I'll pick you up tomorrow, he said, uh, at about uh, 20 to 8, he said. Oh, okay. So, I mean... <laughs> It was very convenient, we lived on the same street, and, uh, uh, like, he wasn't only my boss, he became a very, very, very close friend, and uh, he he was the nicest um, person, uh, you know, that I could have worked for, or with, you know, like, he was so kind and so good, and we worked hard, but uh, that that was the real way, that's the way it was then. so I worked... Um, How was your first day on the job? Oh, the first day on the job was and what act- did you do? It was actually a Friday.
0: And you and started on working the, on, the, on the railway? Uh, yeah.
1: <laughs> so on Fridays, on, on the sections, because we had a section, uh, our section was from uh, um, Sudbury, actually.
0: So downtown Sudbury, Ontario? Uh, 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 yeah. Kind of?
1: Not exactly Sudbury. This side of, of Sudbury, there's a switch there called Flanagan. Flanagan. So, so our section started there and uh, went up uh, right to Carche. So on Fridays, on, on the sections, all all the um, the different uh, section gangs, uh, section foreman and his gang, would get on their, their little yellow uh, motor cars, which... Everybody called putt-putts, but they... <laughs> oh, so they
0: called them putt-putts. Well,
1: you know, people would call them putt-putts because <laughs> they didn't know the name, but the name of the...
0: I didn't know it the was,
1: name. was It's a motor car.
0: Motor car, okay. It's a motor car.
1: <laughs> so our job was to go inspra- inspect the track on our section. So we had to go one way in the morning or whatever, then the other way the, later in the day.
0: And what do you mean by and inspect the inspect track? Inspect the
1: track while you're looking for For track defects uh broken rails uh, uh you know everything that has to do with uh, uh safety of the track itself and there's uh, there's many many things I'm not going to get into um so that was our job and also at that time uh, on on every switch well, a switch is is what uh, um, moves one track to the other. Okay, so that's a switch. So our job was to stop at all the switches and they all have lamps and they had what they call targets and um, when the, um, the train, would the uh, guy would get off the train to turn the switch, well, it would go from the light at night, it would go for green, to red, meaning it's, it's you know it 's lined up properly, mm-hmm. and then the train he'd let the train in to that track, and a lot of times he closed the switch back to normal, which would be lined for the main line, so um, our job on Fridays was to make sure that uh, all the lamps uh, were lit like it was uh, enough fuel in the, the tanks and and the uh, uh, lamps were lit and everything worked properly and then we go and uh, go on you know at a slow speed and see for breaks and cracks in the rail uh, for so miss, missing uh track bolts uh, many different things it so you,
0: you learned on the job pretty fast <laughs> Yeah. And for well, railway safety.
1: <laughs> yeah, oh yeah, from the first day. and. Uh,
0: was there a lot of people on your crew, with, in the crew that you were in? Uh,
1: at the time, it was, uh, there was a foreman and uh, just another guy. So we were two, they used to call us section men, but it, then it uh, changed to the name trackmen or track maintainers. But there was only two for all these miles.
0: Uh, uh, and you would walk the the tracks, inspecting?
1: Well, we'd go with the motor car, and when there, was okay. too, when there was too many trains, we had to take the motor car off the track. And then two guys would stay with the motor car, and myself or the other guy, uh, he'd start walking with a track wrench okay. until the trains were gone by so we could get back on, and we'd pick up the guy, and then we keep doing that. But uh, a lot of times when there was a lot of trains I tell the the foreman well I'm going to walk towards Chelmsford and you know what I would pick up a, a big track wrench and got a bunch of bolts big track bolts in case I needed them and I start walking and I've seen in the morning because there was too many trains and, and there wasn't enough time between trains for the motor car to go so I've seen more than one time um, what from uh, the, the section uh, building, our headquarters was, mileage 86 uh, to uh, 96, that's Largewood. I've seen walking that in a day.
0: My goodness. Yeah. I hope you packed a good lunch. <laughs> well, I,
1: I didn't bring my lunch with me. The lunch was on the motor car.
0: Oh, my goodness. Because
1: we'd always, you know, in between trains somewhere, we'd, you'd pick up the guy that was walking, and then we'd all set off and have lunch. Mm-hmm. But I mean,
0: on the side of the tracks somewhere.
1: Yeah, well, there was here and there. There was buildings and set offs. See, so we take the motor car off.
0: Mm-hmm. During your lunch, would you rest on the side of the tracks, uh, <laughs> pick blueberries, uh, well, go fishing?
1: <laughs> well, I've done them all. <laughs> I've so, done them all.
0: So that was during uh, your lunch or breaks. So well, you'd lay down and have a little siesta.
1: Well, everybody <laughs> ate fast. And everybody had to have their siesta because if there was any talking, the other guys weren't happy. <laughs> so that everybody, it was a custom that everybody, you know, had about a, at least a 40-minute nap, you know. Yes. And then... Uh,
0: back out on the railway again.
1: And back at 1 o'clock well, the foreman was on the, the phone. Uh, at 1 o'clock with the, um, it was an open line. And
0: was it like a walkie talkie, or how did you have a phone out there? like, in eh, a the bit like the
1: bush somewhere. <laughs> well, the phone's in the middle of nowhere. Is, uh, I, I'd uh, put my phone poles together and uh, uh, the hookup that went on the end of it. And it'd lift the poles to the wires, the two wires that was used for uh, uh, the phone line for the dispatcher. And then I'd, uh, when I'd hooked that to the, uh, the two separate wires uh there was a long wire uh that went down the kind of thing to where i was mm-hmm. on on a big spool on the reel
0: so you didn't and, use uh, walkie talkies or anything no
1: not at the time though no. no and then i uh i have to uh, connect it on my phone and then you pick up the phone and there was a click button on and off on there yes uh you know to talk or to not uh, to, to not to talk or whatever
0: So did you, were you involved with any train accidents or see any accidents while working? Or how many years were you on the, in this career of being in railroading? Well,
1: actually, I'm retired with a full 35 years, but I only actually worked for 30 and I got a five-year bridging, which I was very happy
0: with Uh to get. And did you see any accidents um, on the railway, or close calls, or were you involved with any in any accidents?
1: Well, yeah, I met a train twice. With what a do you motor mean, car. met a train? <laughs> well, the train hit the motor car.
0: And you're on the motor car. And,
1: well, I not well. I see, we see. I seen the train coming. Okay. And I just put on the brakes fast, and I yelled to to the guys, get off, jump off. And run towards the train, because that's the way, you know, that we were trained. If you're meeting a train face-to-face, you're going to get hit. Try to get off without breaking your neck kind of thing, so slow your motor car car down.
0: Right.
1: And um, always run towards the train, not run the other way. Okay. Because when the train hits the motor car, everything goes flying to pieces. The tools, the big heavy tools, everything goes flying. So, it's flying objects so always run towards the train. So, it uh, uh, how this happened um, is because you know I. So talked this, about this
0: happened at least once then.
1: Oh, once it was it was it was it was bad. Yeah. We could have got killed. Well, yeah. actually, we could have got we got hit once, and the other the other one I caught the the, the train on times, and was able to. Uh, Talk to the dispatcher and say, "Hey, is, that train's not on the lineup." Okay, so the lineup is is an open line, where the dispatcher uh, gives you a list of trains coming east or west or east or south. And uh, to give you an example, um, he would say uh, something like CP Extra Fifty Seven Fifty Six, East. Uh, uh, leave Sudbury at uh, 15, uh, 1505, okay? Mm-hmm. So the foreman would, and he'd be talking fast, but we got used to taking yeah. it down fast. Right. So we'd ride down in every train like this, and sometimes there was 20, 25 trains in a day, and going in both directions, and then you also... Um, everything has to be timed right because at the time we were... Uh, We'd figure the trains a mile a minute, and that was being safe. You know, when you're operating a motor car, um, let's say I'd look at my lineup, and um, I was in uh, Lavac kind of thing, and I want to come back towards Chelmsford or back to Zildar, uh, going east. So I'd look at the lineup, and it'd say it would show... Uh, extra 57, 56 east, uh, uh, leaving Cartier at, at 10, um, 10.05, mm-hmm. So I knew that I I had at least 20 minutes to Levac to the, to the switch at Levac the east switch at Levac where my motor car was. Yes. So I want to head, go as far east as possible. So that meant I had 20 minutes, there was nothing coming from the other end for a while too. So, get on the motor car and away you go, full blast. And um, and I'd get into, uh, by the time i get to, to the switches at Larchwood, i check my time to see how much time do I have, and I said, hmm, that's kind of cutting it close. I'd go on the, the dispatcher's phone, which there was one right there at the switch, and I'd ask where's that train? And he said, oh, he's leaving at uh, 1100 now. So that means from Larchwood to, a, let's say, to Azilda, to the headquarters, uh, I had plenty of time because it only took 15, 20 minutes and that was giving me an hour. So that's how these lineups work.
0: But, but what but happened that first on incident? That fir-
1: the first, first incident, like we didn't get hit. So we were... Uh, working with a bolt machine a gas bolt machine um, on the siding uh, in Lavac and I had what's called uh, a, a track occupancy permit so that gave me the, the permission the permit to work between the east and the west switch and um, in Levesque, uh, of the at Lavac. So we're working. So I go take the lineup and the whole list of the trains. So I repeated the lineup from what I wrote on the open line. So everybody to, to check that, you know, I took down the right information. So everybody checks like that in the
0: dispatcher. And they double-check, on And sure. they, they double-check. No one so, wants to be hurt yeah. with an so, oncoming train.
1: Okay, so I'm the one who repeated the lineup on that day. And I, um, I'm looking at the time on my track occupancy permit. And I said, you know what? I don't want to forget to cancel this. So we got plenty of time um, to work around here. There's no trains coming. So... Yeah, there you go. We got the motor car on and that bolt machine and heading towards where our headquarters was. But we figured we got plenty, plenty, plenty of time, you know. So uh, all of a sudden I look up. Oh, this might have been half an hour later after. Maybe it was about 3.30, 3 3, 3 o'clock, 3.30. So um, I, I lift my head up and all of a sudden I see this freaking train coming at us. Jeepers. And I said, holy shit. So we we picked up that bolt machine, two at one end, and one at one end, and we threw that thing off the track. By that train, this, by that time, the train had seen us, so he had the emergencies on. And uh, we jumped on the motor car and away we went, so we had a lot of distance. The train stops. I go talk to the engineer, and he was mad. What was I doing there, and this and that, and this and that? I said, you know what? You're not even on the lineup. He said, what do you mean I'm not on the li-? I said, you're not on the lineup. Here's the lineup. I says, okay, listen. Don't say nothing on the radio. I'll take care of this. So I get on the motor car. Me and the guys, we go get off at my headquarters, my office. So the
0: motor car wasn't damaged? No, no, but
1: (laughs) like I said, it could have been. We could have been in the curve and we would have got hit. It was just a chance that things happened properly. So I get on the phone. I call the dispatcher directly. And I'm not going to say his name, but saying, Hey, listen, uh, you bugger, you almost killed me. Mm -hmm. What do you mean? I says... Well, there's a train here. Yeah, he says You're stopping the train. I said, No, 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 I'm not. But I'm talking to you because you let him out of car and he wasn't on the lineup.
0: So oh, then what happened? I said,
1: oh, I said, Listen, no, no, th- this can't happen anymore. That's one chance. I said, I'm not going to report you. But I said, It could have been, that, this could have been a real bad accident. So please come on now. Yeah. Be careful. And I said, that couldn't happen, but this is... So, exactly a week later, uh, there was a lot of trains that day. My gosh, there was a lot of trains. A lot of trains. Anyways, he, again, uh, forgot a train.
0: The same dispatcher <laughs> the forgot same dispatcher a train out to of inform car you guys. Yeah. Oh, okay.
1: okay. And I don't know what was happening with the guy at the time, but I mean, twice the same week. So again, we leave uh, uh, Larchwood, the, the, the uh, west switch at Larchwood. And I said, okay, well, we got a good half hour, 40 minutes. And I said, we're just going to go down slow speed, right to Lavac. I said, by that time, we're going to be close to five. We've got plenty of time. There's mm-hmm. no trains coming. <coughs> so, we come around that big, big curve there at Lavac uh, over the high dump. There's a creek there. <laughs> again, I see the train coming, and he's coming pretty fast.
0: Oh my goodness! Again, and, uh, yeah,
1: yeah. Oh. It was uh, two engines and two vans, and they left. They needed the the, the power, the extra power uh, in Sudbury. And uh,
0: the extra power, meaning two the, locomotives, the two
1: locomotives, the extra power yeah. for another train for another train. Mm-hmm. So the, he, I guess, like I said, this was a young dispatcher. He's, you know what inexperienced,
0: inexperienced,
1: inexperience and the, the the pressure and the amount of trains and whatever. Like I never blamed the guy, but
0: I, so this, what happened the, with that second incident?
1: Well, with the second incident is I see the train coming, and again I yell the train so we put the brake on Mm -hmm. we all jump off and by that time the train sees us too but he's coming fast but he's short so he (laughs) i said run towards the train every i thought everybody's following me one guy jumps on the motor car puts it in reverse and the way he goes and the wheels are spinning in that freaking i was looking back yelling benny benny jump benny by where I was when that engine hit the motor car, I thought that the impact threw him off the the, the, the motor car that he was he was dead kind of thing mm-hmm. and rolled down a sixty foot dump.
0: Oh my goodness. That's
1: how the track was from, from the creek kind of thing. So you I went. start I start the train stopped, so I start running back and I <laughs> come right in front of the engine. The guy's down by that time. And then I could see Benito, his name, Benny. I could still see uh, like an Italian with bl- with blonde hair and red skin complexion kind of thing, you know. It's so, but he was even more red. <laughs> so he's running out the, 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 the dump, the bank. I'd never seen him go up so fast up a dump like that with his right hand behind his head. Mm-hmm. And the blood just dripping.
0: Oh, my goodness. Oh, my he wasn't God. hit by the train, but he, he hurt his head by falling down the embankment, probably. I, th- I
1: think so. I think so. But he said, no, no, Michael. Oh, Michael, I jump, I jump. And I said, I know you jump, but to me, I thought that I, I didn't want him to do that. No. Well, what do you do? You can't get he, a guy. But
0: he recovered and well, you brought him to the hospital? Okay. Or? Well,
1: yeah. So what I did, the other guy that was with us, Claude. I said, Claude, we couldn't, the train's there and uh, the motor tangled on him. I says, Benny, can you walk? So Claude helped him to, to go to the to the headquarters, the lunchroom, and uh, he got in Claude's car and he brought him to the clinic in uh, in Lavatt. So um, they checked them there, bandaged them up.
0: Bandaged him up.
1: Yeah. And then they said, uh, that, uh, bring him to the hospital in Sudbury.
0: So, uh, he recovered. So that was two yeah, train accidents that you saw in your yeah, career.
1: Yeah. Now this, this gentleman uh, is also gone he died a couple of years later. Yeah. Uh, but not from that. But No. no.
0: How long uh, were you uh, working on the railroad? How long was your career altogether? How many years? 30-some years? 30,
1: 35.
0: 35 years well we'll wrap up this podcast for now and we'll do a part two uh possibly a part three because i find this so fascinating uh we don't realize how important trains are and uh that they carry goods for all of us to to consume but at the same time i think many of us don't realize the um, is how important uh this work is of a uh, railroader who tries to maintain track and and this is what my husband did so we'll end this for now that's okay mike yep, sure. and yep. we'll talk uh on another podcast uh a little bit more about his railroad career so take care and wherever you work please stay safe and stay well